welcome to my very first attempt at trying a podcast. I'm going to roll with the thing called A Day with Dre. Pretty much all this is going to be is a little step into my world and how I perceive things. I've been getting told for a while now that people value my opinion. I don't know why. I can be a little crazy, but people value my opinion on things. I'm considered a respectable person. So I figured give people what they want. I love talking, whether it's, you know, being serious or just bullshitting. I love talking. So what better than to have people listen to me talk for X amount of time? Anyways, things that are important to me, obviously, with the the climate of the country right now, social justice, those of you that know me know that I'm a sports junkie. I love football. I love basketball. I just love sports and competition in general. I love music. I can talk about anything with anybody all the time. I just love to talk. So that's why this seems like a pretty good marriage for me, myself in a podcast. Anyways, those of you that don't know me, my name is Dre. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, grew up there, born and raised there, lived there my entire life. Went to college in, at South Dakota State University. What a damn trip that was. I'll have stories about that later. Um, currently a med school student. This is not affiliated with my medical school at all or anything. Everything I say is 100% on me and doesn't fall back on anybody else by the way that is just my little not spoiler but everything i say is my opinion okay anyways um what i want to talk about before i really expand into other things on this podcasting journey is i really want to get I really want to get what I have to say about the current climate in America considering uh, social injustices because that is the most pressing thing to me. Also, naturally, it's NFL opening weekend. I got to at least throw a little bit of football in there. Got to talk about my man, Braun. Pause. That didn't come off sounding right. My my favorite basketball player, Braun. Got to give him a couple shout outs. I just got to talk about 2020 in general because shit's been crazy we all i mean we're all living through it so we all know know that so i'm just gonna jump right into it with the heavy hitters and talk about you know black lives matter what happened up home with george floyd more recently jacob blake brianna taylor etc so i'm a frequent facebooker i don't post a lot on facebook but i do read a lot on facebook that's how i learned everything important to me in life is from reading on Facebook. And I've noticed that most of you guys are idiots on there. No offense, but you guys don't know anything. And if you do know a lot on Facebook, then obviously that doesn't apply to you. So I'm just talking about the people that are constantly hating on black lives matter and talking about how there's no such thing as systemic racism and there's no such thing is white privilege and you know so I, I have to address you guys first um obviously you probably won't be listening to this but i really want to start with with the the black lives matter movement because people that 
I considered friends are really against that. And they're calling it this like Marxist leftist movement, which I didn't understand that wanting to be treated equally to everybody else was equal to leftist. But if wanting people to be treated equally is considered being a leftist or a Marxist, then I guess I'll be that, um, that like, whatever. I'm not really concerned with the political titles. I'm just concerned with everybody being treated, uh, fairly and equally. So like, can, if before you go on Facebook and start sharing about how people are burning down cities and yada, 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 this and that, you should actually, uh, educate yourself a little more on the movement and stop learning everything you know about something from Fox or CNN because cities are not being burned down. Yes, obviously there's been some damage done and nobody like that's not the goal is to destroy property. But I think the problem is being shown is that people care more about property than they care more about people. So that's part of the problem right there. You know, why do you care more about a target you've never been to? or a, a Walgreens that you've never been to in a city you never go to more than fellow American citizens dying. That's, that's literally the reason black lives matter exists. We're trying to say, don't our lives matter, not our lives matter more than anybody else. So yes, when you, when you say all lives matter, no shit, all lives matter. But what we're trying to say is, how can all lives matter when you don't value black lives? So black lives also matter. You know, when, when the NFL does breast, uh, breast cancer awareness month, no one says, damn it. Prostate cancer matters too, because we understand that all cancers matter. They're just focusing on breast cancer at that moment, putting some exposure on that. So like we're, you can't claim to be an educated person, but you can't understand that because then you're, you're just being obtuse, especially when you turn around and say blue lives matter, because how can you say blue lives matter if you were just complaining about all lives mattering and saying black lives matter is racist. So really that shows that the problem is the word black. So if that word triggers you that much, then maybe you do have an issue. Um, another thing I wanted to comment on was I saw someone that I was friends with and no longer am friends with this person say something about how it's actually racist that we have a black history month because if there was a white history month or white entertainment television, uh, black people would lose their minds and be screaming racism. And that just goes to show how, how miss like, how obtuse some people are being about the current affairs and the historical affairs of the United States. The reason that there's a black history or a, not a black history month, a black entertainment television is because first of all, black history is not taught with, with American history, although black history is a part of American history, but a lot of our history has been separated because, well, I, I mean, it's, it's the, the simple answer is because of, because of racism, people are racist. They don't want us to have the acknowledgement and show our contributions to this country. So 
people decided, okay, well, we're going to show these contributions to the American history and we're going to dedicate a month to it since they won't teach it in the normal curriculum, things like that. So I don't understand how that's racist. There doesn't have to be a white history month because you get taught white history. That's, that's a normal part of your education. Black history is Martin Luther King existed, civil rights era, when there's so much more to black history than that. And again, I, I even don't like the term black history because it's not my people's history. It's this country's history. And it needs to be looked at that way. Because just like white, you know, we don't say like uh, white history, we just call it American history, but it's obviously much more angled towards white American history. So that's considered normal American history, whereas black history is not considered normal American history. Almost insinuating that black people aren't normal American people. They're other American people, and the normal American person is a white person, which I don't know. This might be a surprise to many of you, but I'm sure my my ancestors have been in this country longer than yours, so I'm probably more American than a lot of y'all, um, if you want to kind of take that angle. But I digress. Also, one thing I wanted to touch on that really upsets people is the phrase white privilege. And I think I, I, had, a, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine at school the other day saying how I could understand just hearing, especially because life is hard for just about everybody. Most people aren't inherently privileged. You know, we all have to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps, yada, 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 whatever. But what white privilege means is doesn't mean that your life is easier than anybody because you're richer than anybody or anything like that. Life is going to be ass no matter what your skin color is for the most part. What it's saying is here in America, your life is not harder because of your skin color, whereas it's harder for other people because of their skin color. So it's not it's not saying that being white is easy. It's saying being white is easier than being black, being it's easier than being Hispanic. Um, so you you just have to accept that. You know, it's it's nothing to be guilty about. You know, you didn't do. I mean, some of you have done things to try to keep it that way, but for the most part, a lot of you did nothing to to earn that benefit. It's just the way things have been set up here. So instead of getting so angry about it and being defensive towards that phrase, how about you be angry towards the system and the history that's made it that way and help us fix that. So one day literal race will not matter. You know, you got uh, people sit and say race doesn't play a role that race, America isn't founded in racism, yada, 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 whatever. Our constitution calls for equality amongst all. And you know how delusional you have to be to to truly believe that, say that our constitution calls for equality amongst all when the men that were writing that would go home to their slaves. When the men that wrote that had wives that had no rights like their America was founded on non-equality from the very beginning. We stole our land from people and then cultivated our country on free labor of other people. There's from the jump has been no equality for all. 
and you guys think that a few laws have changed all of that you think that just because the civil rights act of the late 1960s was signed that all of a sudden everybody is holding hands and singing kumbaya it that's just not that's just not realistic and if you think that's how the world works then maybe you're just naive because the world does not work like that um and honestly i'm i'm taking off the gloves i used to i used to want to have like you know maybe if i just am really nice to people that are kind of ignorant that it'll show i'll show them the light but you know it's not my job to be nice it's not my job to be the educator i i do enjoy talking but i i enjoy talking to people that are willing to learn not i don't enjoy talking to people that are just there to disagree so that's you know my two cents on what white privilege means there is nothing easy inherently easy about being white it's just easier than being black there is nothing that this country generally gives me for being black that 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 i wouldn't get like there's some people that think well black like if you're a minority you have it easy you can get this and that so i say what like what do i get for being black people are like well you get an affirmative action affirmative action means that if my grades are the same as somebody else that the school should take a longer look at helping me get in because universities have historically discriminated against people of color so again is that a benefit for me or is that just a rule saying stop discriminating america is literally so racist that when there's a law that's signed into place saying stop discriminating and let these people in the group in power gets angry and says that's reverse racism when really it's just saying hey we're not allowing racist policies anymore if you just think about that for a moment it's been so bad here that when the government says stop being racist people say that's actually reverse discrimination isn't that kind of crazy um well i think so maybe not racism in america is alive and well it may not be what it was when my when my parents were younger my parents aren't too old so when my grandparents were growing up you know it's not as overt but it still exists and i think we got to just accept that it's never left and it it's just changed and stop trying to make it seem like Donald Trump has brought racism to America he's maybe enabled peace, people to be more divisive but he certainly didn't ch uh bring racism to America all it all it did was his uh his rhetoric and and whatnot has allowed people that have already existed to be a little more outspoken and uncomfortable but he didn't change anything or he didn't create anything new those all of that was already here you know all of the things that are going on are things that people have been trying to tell you for decades on decades i remember just a handful of years ago maybe a little longer than that now the movie straight out of compton came out and it was a biopic about nwa and what is NWA's big hit, Fuck the Police, um, which we'll get on that topic later. But that was 88 or something like that, 89, a little bit before I was born. Um, well, more than a, a years before I was born. I'm a 
90s baby but like that's an example of like people have been talking about the police being a problem and systems being racist in America forever but for some reason right now the popular thing to do is to say well all of this is Donald Trump's fault it's it's not and I'm not a fan of Donald Trump but we can't blame systemic racism on him just because you were ignoring it before he was the president it's it's been here and you know stop trying to make yourself feel better by saying wow this didn't exist until 2016 because that is just, that's not the case if i already didn't say it i just want to give a quick shout out rest in peace george floyd rest in peace brianna taylor um Hopefully their families get the justice they deserve. They'll never truly get justice because there's nothing they can be given. They've been taken from this earth, but maybe something to at least help alleviate the people that they've left behind would be nice. Um, the fact that people can watch a video of some of a man being, you know, th this stuff happens so much that, um, and it's been happening for so long that they, you know, one of the beautiful things about social media and the, you know, it's a blessing and a curse is that social media has just been showing people things that, that we've been talking about forever, but now we have the proof. And with social media, you can see a man, George Floyd, get, uh, choked out, you know, officers putting his knee on him, choking him to death, literally for over eight minutes on camera. And then the and then one of the first things that happens is people are or people start looking up his prior criminal record like that has anything to do with what just happened to him, and also the police report comes out and they're claiming that they you know there's nothing mentioned about George Floyd being choked and it says that he died in custody, and it's com not matching what was shown on video. So if someone wouldn't have been there recording, those people would have got off the hook. And then all of the people are saying, why are they so upset? The officers are getting charged where it took, it took people being upset and taking it to the streets of Minnesota, of Minneapolis, for the officers to even be brought in. So that's, that's what it took to get something that was seen clear as day on camera for officers to even get brought in. And then the charges initially were too weak. They upped them and you know, that story's kind of gone away. When's the last time you've actually heard someone talk about George Floyd? Well, we had Breonna Taylor. We had Jacob Blake in Wisconsin, uh, Breonna Taylor down in uh, Kentucky. Um, you know, the, the stuff, it's like, it's almost like what happens with school shootings in America. Like, it just gets so common that people are starting to, like, the, it's it's almost being accepted as normal. Whereas, obviously, in, like, my community, it is something that we just, you know, the, you, you don't win against the police, they're going to fuck you over. That's why, literally, why people say fuck the police, because black people have never won against the police. Um... And if you really want to know why black people hate the, or not hate the police, it's, I, I don't want to speak for all black people, 
but the community generally has a, a ill feeling towards the police because it, it's it's based on history. The the United States police, uh, not like obviously not the United States police, but police forces around the United States were actually created to help control slaves. And I'm not making that up. This can be looked up. I'll I'll share a link to to show you that. And obviously something that's born out of controlling slaves, returning runaway slaves, people that say, hey, I deserve to be free. I'm not living in servitude. So they leave and police were born to protect property, return property. Slaves are considered property. So from the very beginning. Police have been the the profession was inherently racist. It was born out of racism. It was born to control property when property were humans. So that, you know, from the beginning, policing has has been his it's it's historically anti-black. So that's you know from the from the beginning again from the beginning policing has been anti-black. So. That's why the black community doesn't have, you know, love for police, generally speaking. Not to say that all police are racist or all police are bad, because obviously policing isn't to return slaves anymore. That's that's not the case. We can go off on the deep end about how just modern day slavery is the American uh, prison industrial complex. But again, that could be a conversation for another time. But that's policing was born out of racism. So once you understand that, you understand the community's disdain. Now, obviously, with that being said, there are good people that are police officers. There's just because you do a certain profession doesn't make you a bad human. Or Well, I guess there, there might be some professions out there. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But. The job in general is uh, born out of of, of uh, racism. So another thing that I get asked a lot is, you know, how do how can I educate myself? How can I become more woke? And I think the first thing is we do a shitty job in the United States. And some of I know I I know some very good history teachers, but in general, history is not taught well in the United States. You know, why did so many people have to learn about the the Tulsa massacre as an adult, the destroying of Black Wall Street in Oklahoma as an adult when you didn't learn things about that in the in school? You know, you don't learn about like George Washington Carver in school, you know, prominent, prominent black people in school. You might hear about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King, but even their messages are diluted. You only know about Martin Luther King in terms of he's the guy that said I have a dream there there's so much more to Martin Luther King than that you're you're taught that black panthers were these you know the the black equivalent of the Ku Klux Klan when there is no such thing as the black equivalent of the Ku Klux Klan in America yes there are there are black extremist groups but to compare them to the Ku Klux Klan is really downplaying how vile the Ku Klux Klan has been. Not to say that there aren't like bad groups of 
of black folks, but there is no black Ku Klux Klan equivalent. Um, but yeah, just like things like your average history class in America goes, yeah, you know, we had the Civil War and the Civil War was fought just to free the slaves when really that's not even the case. The Civil War was actually fought to keep the country together and freeing the slaves ended up being, you know, kind of like a momentum shift for keeping the country together. Otherwise, if it was just about freeing the slaves, there would have been the Emancipation Proclamation before the war even started. Um, but that wasn't the case. The slaves were freed during the war, not before the war. So it's not like the South left because Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. He freed the slaves after we had already been deep into the Civil War. So that's already just an inaccurate depiction of the Civil War. And then a lot of the history just kind of doesn't, it gets glossed over. And then all of a sudden we have the Civil Rights Movement. And people don't realize that that's a 100 plus year window. You know, what happened in between there? Oh, yeah, we had World War Two. And well, yeah, World War Two happened. And we know every single detail about World War Two. When in reality, World War Two was that the United States's entrance into World War Two wasn't about us being like, wow, Hitler is this evil guy, because we sat back and watched Hitler do heinous shit for years it wasn't until japan attacked us and then all of a sudden we were like oh shit like united states has to get involved so it's not like our moral compass pushed us to get into world war ii it we we were watching people fight and then we got hit and then we decided to jump in so if it was just about being good you know, we would have been in from the very beginning, but we waited till we got attacked. So again, I, I don't just look at results. I also think intention is important. And for the country that's supposed to be the moral compass of the compass of the world, you would think seeing the Holocaust would be a reason enough to jump into a war, but it wasn't. We had to uh, get attacked to jump into World War Two. And with that being said, you know, it's I think it's amazing how and obviously not to downplay the holocaust or anything like that but you know for years we had our own you know type of genocide going on in america when uh black and indigenous people were being killed for centuries so i was talking about the civil war and how the civil war was essentially a war to keep our country together and the un the underlying reason of the south trying to secede was well there were some economic implications but it was more about states rights they believed in their right to own people based off of their race so all those people that talk about slavery being just purely about economics well, go look at the articles of the Confederation and even read quotes directly from the man that designed the Confederate flag and how he felt that it was God, his their, the white man's God-given right to reign supreme over the Negro. So, again, racism not being a part of American heritage and not ingrained in American culture, like... 
where have you been? Like, like seriously, I, I just, I don't understand how anybody can actually say that, like fix their lips to say that and believe it. Or like something as simple as, you know, my, my great grandpa is a world war two veteran, but when they came back from, he fought in the Pacific and he, he was in Germany for a little while, but he did most of his tour in tour in the Pacific. And when he was fighting in World War Two, he was he told he told us that Hitler literally or not Hitler directly, but the Germans would tell black Americans. And obviously, you have to be an idiot to believe them, but it was just they were trying to get black Americans to turn on a uh, t- black American military men to turn on the American military and tell them that they would be treated better by the Germans than they were in America. So isn't that crazy that during a ho- during the Holocaust the Germans still were aware enough to say black people you are treated like shit in America why are you fighting for them we will treat you better as citizens here. That just I think that like the fact that they could even try to use that was just you know how common it was just common knowledge how shitty america was towards towards black people and obviously hitler was a racist so he was full of shit and they weren't going to treat black people better but the fact that they even could try to use that um just shows how the whole world knew that america was not good towards its black people and Things like that aren't talked about in history. Um, it's really like people would really understand so much better the the anguish in this group of people if they just understood how historically and currently b- uh, bad things are, how unequal access to how bad unequal access to healthcare are, how my my again my great grandpa was a World War Two veteran, you know, toured in Europe and in asia during world war ii when he got home couldn't even go through the regular parade with the other soldiers couldn't go to the bar with the other soldiers you know he was he was treated better on his tour than he was in america you know that that just that is amazing like like that that's just insane to me like you you know you you put your life on the line to go fight for the freedom of other people just to come home and not even have freedom yourself is just uh horrible in my opinion and it's not it's it's illegal to to uh not allow someone in your building based on their skin color but that doesn't stop people from pretty much trying to do that you know how many times i grew up in and me and my brothers were followed around stores for no reason things like that um people will find a way to make you feel unwelcome when they don't want you around sadly to answer the question for people to to say like how how do i help how do i get more under how do i get more understanding it's just like learn learn the truth not this uh sugar coated version of of what you what you were taught in school now how do you learn 
I don't know. The internet's your friend. Obviously, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. But also just knowing people, not being afraid to have those conversations and really like learn the nasty truth. You know, learn about how Martin Luther King was one of the most hated men in America while he was alive. But today it's revisionist history. And it's taught that Martin Luther King was, you know, almost universally loved. It's like if, if, if Martin Luther King was universally loved, why was he getting the shit beat out of him all the time? Because obviously he wasn't universally loved. You know, the our own our own uh, director of the FBI in the 60s was was against Martin Luther King. So to think that people in those positions aren't, you know, still don't exist, it's just illegal for them to use the language that they used 50 years ago. But those people are still alive. You know, your grandparents are still alive. All your grandparents that claim to not be racist or anything like that, well, somebody's lying because most of the country was openly against the or not most of the country was openly against it but a very strong group of the country was openly against the civil rights movement of the 60s you heard things kind of eerily similar to what you hear today about well yes of course people deserve to be treated equal but they don't have to do it that way you know it sounds just like what we hear today no, there's there's no right way to protest. People were not happy when Martin Luther King was protesting because, I mean, just look what happened. Look at the results of those protests. And Martin Luther King himself was assassinated. So it's not like there is a correct way to protest. He protested peacefully. Although, if you look at, you know, I, I don't know if he was really that peaceful he just because he wasn't he didn't burn down a building himself you know he he lost his life he was beaten spit on other people died you know there was there's uh bus bombings church bombings people uh associated were still hung from trees so i yeah i don't know what what's your definition of peaceful oh again that's just you're you're more concerned about a building than you are about the rights of all Americans. So I think people that say, I, I support them, I just want peace, really what they're saying is, I don't want any inconvenience, and I'd rather have them be quiet about what they're going through than do something that makes me feel uncomfortable. So, and if that's true, then, you know, I'm not telling you you're right or wrong. I just want you to be honest, honest with yourself about you know the the current state of affairs a little a little bit earlier i talked about the police and one of the main things i see when people talk about policing is well if they just wouldn't resist they'd still be here although there's so many examples of people resisting arrest and not dying and um you know again there's there's black people that resist arrest and don't die as well but there's definitely a lot of white people that resist the rest and don't die. And then there's the people that talk about, well, more white people get killed by the police than black people. And it's like, yeah, that tired ass argument. Well, there's, you know, 200 million white Americans versus like 40 something million black Americans. So of course there's going to be more white people 
that have encounters with the police, but black people are killed at a three time higher rate or roughly three time higher rate. So it's telling you that there's a problem, you know, right there. And then people are like, well, X percent of the violent crimes are committed by black people, but you're only 14 and a half percent of the population. You're only, or 16% of the population, but there are so many things that account for why problems are high, crime is higher in black populations. First and foremost, over policing and bias. If you're looking for crime in a certain community more than another community, you're going to find more crime in another community. So that's first and foremost. You know, if you're just sitting, it's like setting up a speed trap. It's not that people speed more in, in a certain area than another area but if you're sitting there waiting for people to speed you're going to find people speeding that doesn't mean that people don't speed in another neighborhood you're just watching one neighborhood more you know people of all color commit crime but the stereotype is this group of people commit more crime so they're watched heavier if you're looking for something to be guilty you're going to find it you know secondly we can talk about how lack of resources, poor education, worse housing situations, just general socioeconomic situation is worse than other uh, groups of people, uh, worse than, especially worse than the white community in general. That leads to more crime. It's not it's, it's not because of skin color that's crime. It's because of circumstance. If you believe that a person's skin color makes them commit more crime and guess what you're racist because that's a racist idea to have that's a racist thought you know skin color doesn't equal crime so you can't say i'm not racist this is what the stats show because if you believe that the if you believe that stats if you believe the stat that says black people are more dangerous than other people and you think well it's because they're black and don't take account any don't take into account any other thing then guess what you're saying you think skin color makes someone more racist. You think skin color makes someone worse than another, per or excuse me, you think skin color makes someone more, you know, prone to crime. So basically, you think skin color is making someone worse than someone else, which makes you racist. That's literally, like, to the T, the, the uh, definition of racism is thinking someone's skin color makes them less than or worse than someone else. So again, if that's what you are, live your truth. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I just want you to accept what you are. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, ra uh, racism in policing is, is a thing. It's, you know, we have to fix it. I know right now the whole defund the police is the is the thing well and then some people that are a little more uh a radical with the with the thought are saying abolish the police you know i what more with the defund the police the idea is for and for those of you that have never lived in a major city area you don't really have the the right experience to have a educated opinion on this unfortunately um or you can go educate yourself but you you just based on your experience if you haven't lived in a, a major metro area 
and I mean a, a legitimate major metro area, not Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where it's still not a, a true metro area. I mean an actual metro area, over half a million people minimum. And that's still not saying much. You you need to live in a diverse area and actually see the implications of policing in communities of color before you can have a opinion on policing in communities of color. What defund the policing means is if you're from if you've lived in an urban area where and again this doesn't this isn't about people try to turn this into a liberal versus republican thing and if you've noticed I've talked about all these issues without even taking that slant because this is just an american issue um if you if you've been and I'll use Minneapolis for example Minneapolis for years and has you know budgeting for Minneapolis public schools has gone down 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 but budgeting for Minneapolis police department until just recently had gone up, up, up. And you see all these new commercial developments in Minneapolis and, you know, new buildings, downtown, old neighborhoods being gentrified yet. And, and a lot of this is paid for by taxpayers money yet schools are getting shut down. Uh, their enrollments are getting smaller and to get a good education, a lot of people have to either go to a private school or they have to go to a school out in the suburbs like I did. I had to I'm from Minneapolis. My parents had to basically or not parents. My mom had to move us out to a suburb to get a good education because there was no education or it was hard to find good education in Minneapolis, especially North Minneapolis, where the high schools just weren't very good. Teachers were underpaid etc because the the way money was being allocated wasn't in my opinion proper you know why are schools being defunded but police departments are increasing their funding it was almost like they were giving up on the youth and just decided to control them instead of you know help put them in a position where maybe you won't need as much policing and of course urban minneapolis you know uh it's no surprise where the black population of Minneapolis was in the areas where schools were losing money and policing was gaining money. So, and this is all stuff you can, you can look up. I can share our, I can share links to this information. This isn't some wild conspiracy that I'm going off on here. This is all factual. And so when people say defund the police, they're saying, you know, how about we take some money back out of that police department and put it back into community programs. I think it's, uh, is it Colorado? It might, it's, it might be California, but I believe it's Colorado. They've removed some money from the policing department to budget having, you know, uh, mental health professionals respond to a lot of home incidents versus having police respond to home incidents and, you know, positive reviews across the board people that are actually trained to uh, handle those types of situations are now handling those types of situations versus, you know, sending police to handle everything. People, regardless of how you feel about police, there's a lot of people that when they see police, they automatically get extremely anxious because what do police represent? They represent, you know, someone's in trouble and something is not going, something 
bad is going to happen when a police officer shows up. Very rarely does a police officer show up for good. So the initial response is not going to be happy. People are people get uptight. People get nervous. People get afraid. If especially if you're having some type of mental breakdown, the last thing you need is a cop there. You know, someone that's more trained to handle that mental breakdown. Not to say that no cops are trained to handle that, but a lot aren't. You know, um, cops are supposed to catch bad guys. And not every time there's an emergency, there's it's not always because there's a bad guy. So, you know, defunding the police just means put spread the money around a little more for people that could be better equipped to handle a situation. You know, if, if, if my, uh, brother, friend, whatever, with special, with a, with a mental instability is having an episode, the last thing he needs is a cop to come and yell at him and try to force him to calm down. That's not going to help. You know, and again, people always take the, the side of the, the police officer and you know it's whatever um i'm not you know if that's your if that's how you what, what you do then that's what you do i'm not here to change your mind i'm just here to give my two cents on on the current state of affairs but people that have encounters with police are are not always bad people i've i lost count years ago how many times i've been pulled over by a police officer and I've never been once written a ticket by a police officer they always pull me over because I'm in an area where they don't expect me to be in you know when I when I was in Iowa and, and in West Des Moines I would get pulled I would get pulled over when I first moved here because I had a car with a out-of-state license plate and you know I just didn't fit in um I didn't look like I belonged in the area and I would get stopped just simply for that. I would get stopped just and just asked why I was here. You know, why, why am I in West Des Moines with a car with Minnesota license plates? And when I went to college in South Dakota, it, I could almost, you know, it was almost like flip a coin. Am I going to get pulled over tonight? Even when I was in high school in the suburbs, it was basically flip a coin. Am I going to get pulled over tonight? But the crazy part is I never got any tickets. I literally was always getting pulled over. I was getting DWBs driving while black. And it took people being with me in some of those occasions to finally see what would happen. Because I would tell people all the time, you know, this is a real thing. And they'd be like, I mean, I believe you, but at the same time, like, I still, I feel like I need to see it. And now people close to me, they've all seen it. They've all experienced, experienced it. They've, they had been with me. My roommates in college have been with me through some of the, some of these experiences. Girls that I've dated have been with me through some of these experiences. My, my high school friends have been with me through some of these experiences and they're just like, and, and especially the, the, the white friends that I have, they've been like, what the fuck that that's real. Like they're, they literally stop you for nothing. You know, they, they, they search your car because when you're in high school and your, your mom's name is on the insurance, which is different than your last name. Now they think that you stole the vehicle 
and you know just like all types of crazy shit like that when the stop initially started over nothing now thankfully i'm mild-mannered but i have a right to be pissed off when i when my vehicle gets searched for nothing and then people are like oh that's against the law you can't tell them to do that well i didn't want to end up on a rest in peace t-shirt anywhere so when so I was taught, you know, the cops are going to do what they want, whether it's legal or illegal. You just got to shut up and let them do it. And unfortunately, a lot of people are are told that, you know, it's not about what's illegal or illegal. They're the ones with the gun and the badge. You know, I've had a cop reach for his holster after doing what he asked me to do. Asked me to get my license. I reached to get my license. He reaches for his hip. Thankfully, I've never had it drawn on me. But still, watching someone reach for their holster, shit, I have a, I have a heart condition that, that can, that literally can kill me. Seeing that when my anxiety shoots up because of that, but we're just taught to stay calm. You know, there's nothing. You know, sometimes you can do everything right and it can still go wrong, and that's something you have to learn how to accept. And that's what people are so upset about. It's, yeah, there's people that have resisted arrest, but since when is resisting arrest a death sentence? A cop is not judge, jury, and executioner. You know, some, you know, and no one's saying policing is easy because that shit looks stressful. And I would, I wouldn't wish that job on anybody because that would be a hard job to do because you have to deal with some crazy stuff. But if you cannot handle that, crazy stuff you should not have that job you know i'm in school to be a surgeon if i can't handle surgery guess what i'm not going to be a surgeon you can't have bad apples as surgeons and just have people dying it just doesn't work like that you know you don't have bad apples of pilot you can't just be like well you know some pilots are bad sometimes they just don't land but most of the pilots are good so piloting doesn't need to change no if if even 1% or 2% of pilots were crashing planes, then we would stop the way we're looking at things and we would reevaluate, you know, everything about being trained as pilots. So, you know, I, I try to be a realist and America changing and disbanding police that, you know, all that stuff is never going to happen. But can we at least start somewhere and say that this profession has discriminated against people and maybe we need to step back and try to correct this profession? Obviously, like it's not like my it's not like the black black people are perfect and they're just being discriminated against for like not well hold on that that was going to come off wrong it's not like uh there's no group perfect group of people but a group of people not being perfect is a reason that's not a reason to to discriminate against them that's what i was trying to say you know there's no there's no perfect group of people white people aren't perfect black people aren't perfect hispanic people aren't perfect there's no such thing as a, a perfect group of people we all do stupid shit so why is one punished more than others you know that's ultimately what it comes down to we have to you know you have to be able to look in the mirror and say, we need to fix this. That's ultimately what it comes down to. And that's where I'll end on that topic for tonight.
again, I can go on and on about that stuff another time, but that, you know, I'll have forever to talk about that other episodes to talk about that. Um, I just wanted to address some questions uh, to, to wrap up tonight, to just get on a, a little more positive note. It is NFL kickoff weekend. And I'm a, those of you that know me, I'm a, I'm a major Steelers fan. That is the, that I'm a diehard Steelers fan. And although we don't get to play tomorrow, we do, we play the Giants on Monday night and please don't let me down. If I have to go to class on Tuesday after taking a loss from Daniel Jones, I will be depressed. So don't let me down. So of course my prediction for the season is the Steelers are going to win it all. Um, if they lose to the Giants, then they're actually going to be trash. They're not going to win it all. But I'll be sad for about a day, and then I'll convince myself they're going to win it all by Thursday again. And, I mean, I just got done watching a big game from the Lakers. They closed out the trash, Houston Rockets. Yeah, originally, my original prediction was they beat the Rockets in, in six, and then they won in five. So, it's whatever. Um I'm not a Lakers fan, but LeBron is my favorite player and the Timberwolves have been ass. So I'm just rolling with them for the time being. And hopefully Bron gets ring number four. Um, that's all I got for y'all right now. I think in the future, you know, obviously social justice is a reoccurring issue. I'm going to always talk about that because I can't escape what I am. I am. I'm a black man in America so it might be a hot topic to y'all, but it's life to me. So that's something that's always on my mind. Also in the future, you know, whatever comes up, I'll I'll touch on those topics. Because again, this podcast is called The Day with Dre. So I'm just going to talk about what's important and on my mind that day. Uh, before I get out, 2020 has been a hell of a year so far. You know, I just got to say, rest in peace, Mamba, you know, Kobe Bean Bryant. That was... That was tough. Chadwick Boseman, more recently. All the people that have died of injustices this year and in years past. Bill Withers, legendary uh, blues singer. And, you know, just uh, in honor of Bill Withers, maybe go listen to Lean On Me. Just the two of us. Ain't no sunshine. Something like that. Uh, culture yourself a little bit. Peace.